Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Call Waiting. It's me, Robin Shaw. So today's episode is the crazy things I've done for money. And I, Robin Shaw, have had so many jobs. <laughs> I have so many things I can pick from. For those of you who follow me on Instagram, which I'm assuming a lot of you do, you know, even now I have the journal business. I'm doing podcasts. I'm going on a comedy tour. I, I do these Instagram ads. I put out ice cream in the park. Like I'm always doing a million things. So it shouldn't be surprising that I've had a gajillion million jobs. I mean, everything from I've worked at the alumni building at college where that's where you had to call people and ask for money, not for me, but for the school. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like I'd have, they'd give you a script and here, this would be the script that I'd have to go. Hi, Mrs. Stevens. This is Robin, because, you know, they leave a blank <laughs> for your name. Maybe. This is Robin. And I see you went to UConn from years. Da, 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 da. And we want to know, would you like to donate to the UConn blah, 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 blah. And this was the most humiliating thing. One, because 90% of the people would just hang up on me. Then they would be like the one or two people would be like, do you know how much money I paid on tuition and you want me to give more money? And I have to be like, yeah, me too. That's why I'm working here. You know, I remember one time I called this guy and I was like, oh, do you want to give money? And he's like, do you know the UConn basketball team is playing right now? And I'm like, uh, yeah. And he's like, you think it's appropriate to call me and ask for money? And he's like scolding me. I'm like, I'm 17. <laughs> like, what do you want from me? But so anyway, I've done that. I he was a camp counselor. I worked at a paint your own pottery store. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, those are just three, but I, I probably have had 50 jobs and I've been fired from 48. No, I'm kidding. I, I'm trying to think if I've ever been fired. I did work at a grocery store. I, I quit right before they fired me. So I, I don't think I've ever been fired. But the weirdest, craziest thing I ever did for money was my friend Kate, this again, also while I was in college, my friend Kate came and to me and a group of our friends and said, I saw this ad where they need actors to pretend to be 
plane crash victims and hide in the woods so that EMTs, firemen, and policemen during their training can come and rescue you. And I was probably like 25 bucks. And we all said, yeah, we'll do it. So that morning, like really early, probably like 4.30 a.m., we went to the woods and there was like a makeup artist who did, would put wounds on us and they would say, okay, when you're found, say, complain about hard to breathe and you're cold. And for you, you have a broken leg and you can't see. Like they gave us the symptoms we're supposed to tell. Or they'd say, you, you're passed out. As much as they try to wake you, do not open your eyes. Like they gave us what is wrong with us. So then they placed us in the woods. The woods, ladies and gentlemen, okay? You have to remember, I'm from Long Island. We don't got woods, okay? So then they put me in the middle of the woods, They had me kind of like there was a tree that had a little, what is it called? When there's two branches that go off, how there's like a little divvy thing in it. They had me in that, right? And they're like, okay, close your eyes. And when someone finds you, tell them you're having trouble breathing. I'm like, great. Then they put my friend Rachel in the river. And this was in like the middle of winter, okay? They put her, this was not some SAG union acting job, okay? So they put us in the woods and I'm terrified. I think I'm going to be eaten by a goat or whatever is in the woods. Who the hell knows? And I'm like, just like, okay, please don't let there be a serial killer in the woods, please. Because another thing I knew about the woods was this is where all horror films, the, the, it took place in the woods. You know, nothing good happens in the woods. Maybe camping, but I don't know. Do people camp in the woods? This is so bad. I know you guys are listening to me and I'm like, is this girl ever left her home? No, I don't. I don't go to the woods. So although there was this period of time during the pandemic, I kept saying I was going to sell all my stuff and get a van and go live in the woods. But then all my friends are like, you don't like bugs or cars. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. So anyway, so I'm in the woods and for hours I'm waiting to be found. This wasn't like I was found in 20 minutes. It's no, they placed us in the woods. Then all the firehouses and EMTs get an alert like, oh, there's a plane crash in the woods. So then they all go to the woods about an hour later and they start searching for us. But there was only about mm, 10 of us actors in the woods and it was big woods. So it took them hours to find us. You know, like a real search takes hours, sometimes days to find people. So even if it took days, they were going to leave me in that tree. So eventually I was found and they, they started like getting me out of the tree and they're like, are you okay? Can you talk to us? And I'm like, I can't breathe. <laughs> like, okay, we got you. They put me on the gurney thing they dropped me like they had four people holding the gurney and on one side one asshole dropped it dropped me on the gurney so they put me back on like does anything else hurt and I'm like yeah now my shoulder hurts but I wasn't acting because they just dropped me so then they take me inside and they do all their stuff anyway we're all found except for Rachel again Rachel is in the river (laughs) They find her like seven hours later. And then she had hypothermia for real, for real, like actual hypothermia. And then they had to like take care of her. And it was such a disaster. But we did get our $25. So if you're asking me, Robin, will you do anything for money? 
Yep. <laughs> yes, I will. And that's why no matter what we hear today, there will be no judgment because, you know, sometimes you got to you got to do stuff for money. And some people want to be lawyers. Other people want to be a plane crash victim in the woods. And that's why, <laughs> however you make your cash, as long as it's on the up and up, it's OK. Uh, OK, we don't have security. We have someone much, much cuter today. Please welcome my friend Belinda. Aw, thank you. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You're becoming a fan favorite here at Call Waiting. Aw, thank you. Well, at least amongst me. Oh. <laughs> Well, that's good. <laughs> and security, because he doesn't have to come in. You're <laughs> too fast. <laughs> He's thrilled. Guys, why don't you leave a review under Apple or something and just say how wonderful Belinda is doing and that if security wants to take more time off, we always encourage that. <laughs> uh, no, even he always says when you're on the show, he'll listen to the episode and he'll go, Belinda did such a good job. Like He's proud of you Aww, when you do a good job. Thanks, security. I have big shoes to fill. Yeah, his feet are gross. I uh, <laughs> Mine are too. <laughs> oh, that's right. You both have gross feet. Last time you were here, we talked about how you were going to put your feet on feet find or like some feet. Yeah, feet find To make money. Oh, that's perfect right. for this episode. You I, should have talked about that on this episode. I, I haven't done it yet, though. I had someone message me asking if you actually did it. I'm gearing up for it. Don't count me out yet. <laughs> I think I would do it, too. Because, you know, I'm selling these journals now. Right, what's the difference? What's the difference between journals and feet? I feel like I'd make more money on the feet. Yeah, so let's do it together. What's the weirdest thing you've done for money? Marry Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Wait, hold on. Just kidding. I, I, I don't know how the public is going to take this. Oh, no. <laughs> but I remember one time, this is, uh, gosh, it's probably early 2020 or maybe, maybe before the pandemic, I think. I was on the phone with my dad and I was crying and I'm like, I'm not going to make it. Like, I'm so broke. Like, I, I, I'm barely holding on. He's like, no, you just keep doing what you're doing. You could, you're paying your rent. Like, you're going to make it. You'll get your big break. And I'm like, but what's my backup plan? Like, I have no backup plan. He's like, yes, you do. You marry Frank. <laughs> wasn't joking like <laughs> like so you joke I joke, back I joke I love Eric <laughs> but a uh, two income home is better than a one income home <laughs> oh my god gotta love Ira <laughs> <laughs> as my accountant he will say that having a second income in that house is not a bad thing um but no seriously so like you I have also had a lot of weird jobs that I did just because I wanted some extra cash. I remember in high school, I like, I think it was like 14 or 15. I don't even know how this was legal. There was some like sketchy tanning salon on 14th street. They had me walk around on the sidewalk wearing a sandwich board. You know, those like, boards that go around you, like advertising for the tanning. Oh my gosh. Me cash. I've seen those people. That was me. That was me. <laughs> And so that was a long time ago. I would say most recently, I haven't done anything that weird for money. Most recently, my thing is I sign up for focus groups. Oh, I've heard about those. And they pay well. They, yeah. You know, it's like an hour or two of your time, whatever. But whatever they are doing a focus group for, I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, we're looking for. They're like, are your balls saggy? Yeah, like, You're yes, like, yes, my yes. balls are very Nobody's saggy. Nobody's balls are saggier than mine. <laughs> They're like, oh, do you smoke? I'm like, for years. You know, like, do you drive a Ford Fusion? I don't even know how to drive. I'm like, yep, I own sex. Like, <laughs> Belinda I, doesn't have her license. Yeah. By the way, you know that. that but whatever it started. is that they are doing a focus group on, yeah. I, I will do it. No, I. <laughs> here's the thing. I think times are tough. Whatever you have to do, 
you gotta work hard. You know, when I <laughs> joke about these journals, but I really do have like five jobs because I live in New York City and rent's expensive. And yeah, you, there's no shame. I really think there's no shame in working, whatever your no, job you is. No, hustle out there. Yeah, Everyone just you know do what Survive, you gotta do. Whatever exactly. you have to do. Exactly. So today we're gonna open up the lines. If anytime you ever want to call in and you want to know the topic, make sure you're following me on Instagram and TikTok at Robin Shaw Comic. I also just want to say a thank you. Uh, we're about to wrap up the tour. I want to thank you, everyone who's come to the shows. I am. I felt so loved by you guys. I hope you had the best time. I had the best time. We have one more show. We have Town Hall and the New York Comedy Festival on uh, Sun this Sunday, of November 5th. I am, uh, I'm so excited. I'm just so in awe of all of you guys and all the support and love so I just want to say thank you um, but again if you want to know the topic sorry I got off, I got off topic but if you want to know the topic every week just make sure you follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Robin Shaw Comic but I just want to say to all the calls we're about to hear whatever you do your job just know if you're working hard we respect it Amen In the market for investment worthy bags watches and fine jewelry Rebag is the answer Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm really excited about our first call today because I actually reached out to her. Her name's Palmer Kelly, and I found her on TikTok a while ago. She's a sugar baby. Well, she's an actress, a writer, and she's also a sugar baby. That's how she makes her money. And I started watching her TikToks. I found her so fascinating and interesting because she talks very openly about being a sugar baby. She'll explain more what it is. It's pretty much dating older men with money. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. And I think it's a little bit more than uh, just like paying for sex. I think you're they're paying for the experience of a girlfriend. I'm actually not sure. We'll talk to her about it. But she's just been so open. She talks about how sometimes it's a couple. Sometimes it's just a man. Sometimes they take her away. And this is how she makes her living. And I just I find her very fascinating and interesting. So I reached out to her and I'm like, I have this podcast where I talk to people on the phone. <laughs> Can I call you? I'm doing an episode about crazy ways people make money. And she's like, yeah, sure. I don't even even think she knows who I am. <laughs> so like, this, uh, this, I'm just really excited, but her personality just seems so fun and warm and welcoming. Clearly, I mean, this is what she does. So uh, let's give her a call, Belinda. Okay, Robin, we have Palmer on the line. Hi, Palmer. Hi, what's up? So I just told everyone how I found you on TikTok. <laughs> just, <laughs> and uh, I just, I'm so in awe of you. I think you're so funny and you have such a great personality and you're so open about everything. I knew what a sugar baby was, but like I didn't know the lifestyle and it's just been so fun to follow you. Thank you. I know. I'm so happy that I've been like opening up people's minds to 
the narrative of sex work. And, and I, I mean, TikTok hates you. They keep deleting your, your TikTok. For sure. Yeah. If I'm on like my fifth account, I'm actually <laughs> fighting with TikTok right now because my account got hacked and they're like, well, we can't give it back to you if you don't know the original email that it was created with. And I'm like, I've created 75 TikTok accounts. I've <laughs> right. created so many email addresses. I don't remember what email it is. Like, I'm like, oh, it's so infuriating. No, but- TikTok hates sex workers. I mean, they just like, it's, so you're not alone in that. I've seen so many sex workers just like, this is, I think you just can't say anything about sex, yeah. but I'm glad you do because that's how I found you. <laughs> I was like, this is fun. <laughs> but I found your old account and then you disappeared. And then I just recently found you again. And so mm-hmm. then I, I reached out. So, okay. I have so many questions. I told everyone you're an actress and writer, but you make your living right now being a sugar baby. Yes. Okay. How, let's start with how did you, how does one break into this? How does one start? I started in, when I was living in New York city and I actually was working at this underground strip club in New York city, which I don't know if it's a thing anymore. Cause this was like uh, in 2015 when I started doing this and Yeah, it was like this underground strip club, which was really just like, there was no pole, there was no stage, everyone wore like normal clothes and cocktail dresses and heels and stuff. But there was like a lap dance area that was like behind this curtain. And so it was supposed to be more of like an upscale club, but they didn't consider them strippers. They were just like normal girls that you could then go dance with. It was really weird. When people were getting the dances, were you naked? Yeah, you were like in a song. Okay. So yeah, that was like the lap dance area. And then you, it was just at a normal bar. So it was supposed to be like for guys that didn't want to go to a strip club and for girls that were just like normal, like so dumb. But, um, after that, I like stopped working there because I don't know, like the boss got weird. The schedule was like weird. And I was like, maybe I just won't go back. And then they, I like regretted that decision. And I was like, Oh my God, I was making so much money there. Like what, what am I thinking? So then I went like back on Craigslist because that's where I found it. And I was like underground club, like trying to like search all these keywords. And I like couldn't find the description again. And I was like, fuck, I don't know how I'm ever going to be able to go back there because the location changed every week. So you couldn't just like go back to the place. So then I just started research. I was like, well, I'm really good. I was really good at that. Like I was really good at talking to guys and getting money from them and like being promiscuous and sexy and pretending to be their girlfriend for the night, whatever, like made a lot of money doing that. So like, what's the next step up being a sugar baby. So me and my friends literally were like in my room and we were just like researching like how to become a sugar baby. Like we literally <laughs> just Googled it. Yeah. We got to this website called seeking arrangements and we all like made an account on there. And then I just kind of like went off and continued doing it. They all kind of dropped off. They were like, I don't think we could do this. I'm like, no, I'm like weirdly good at this. Like, I think this is my call. Like you found your talent. Yeah. So, and it was, it was like cool too, because I think it was helpful that I was like, Oh, I want to be an actor and a writer. And I want to like make my dreams come true because then I feel like all the guys were like, Oh, she's like, you know, we're going to help her like make this business and like fight for her dreams and stuff. Like, I feel like it was like, they were trying to, you know, save me out of this world, which I feel like is a very captain save a hoe is what we call them. Okay. I don't want to project me onto you, but I always, cause I love going on first dates, right? I love it. I right. love it. And, but I'm an actress. And so I always think it's because I feel like I'm playing a part, you know, like I'm <laughs> playing like the flirting and the sexiness, you know, <laughs> that do you think part of you, the actress of you also enjoys it? 
For sure. I mean, I think that's a big reason why, you know, some people say like, oh, I could never do that. And like a lot of people can't be actors either. Like it's a specific job for a specific type of person. And I think that, yeah, being an actor, like going into another role, going into another person, being uncomfortable with like what you're saying or what people are are doing to you in a scene or something, you know, it's like you have to live in that uncomfortability so much as an actor. So I think that that helped a lot for me, definitely. And number two, I think that the idea of like being nude or, you know, having people like touch you like and be naked. I'm like, that to me just felt like I was doing a nude scene, like whatever, like this character, this is just a scene that I'm playing in right. at the club or on the state. And like, I'm getting paid for it and like an acting gig, like totally fine. Like it just did not, it wasn't like, Oh no, my body's being used because I felt that way so many times, like in acting class, you know, like you have to like go into your deepest traumas and your darkest things. Like I didn't come out of class being like, wow, I was just so abused and used. I was like, Oh wow. I like learn stuff. And right. I'm like, or I have left some drama classes where I'm like, Oh, I just went through trauma in that class. Yeah. I, that was not appropriate. <laughs> like that should have been for therapy, not for, you know, voice and speech class. Exactly. And also you paid probably a lot of money for that. Whereas like I'm getting paid to go on my dates. So exactly. Like, oh. <laughs> exactly. So since you, you're kind of like playing a role, do you ever actually like the guy? Like, are you ever out with a guy and, and go, oh, I'm digging, I'm feeling this vibe or no, this is a business for you? Um, I think when I was doing it when I was younger, because I started doing it when I was like 19 years old. So when I was doing it, when I was younger, I definitely think it was harder for me to have those boundaries because I was this like hopeless, like I'm this hopeless romantic person at heart. Like I'm an actor. I love movies. I love like romantic comedy. So there was always a part of me that wanted to just like date an older guy who wanted to take care of me. And like, that would be my life. So I think sometimes I would want that to be the case in the sugar baby relationships, but it was just always so messy. It was always so bad. I never actually, the one guy I actually ended up dating was married and it was so horrible and like the worst experience of my life. And I think I was like 22, 23 when that happened and then COVID happened. So I think after all that, I'm kind of just like jaded at this point, maybe or like sick of like my feelings just being in the mess of like my business that I'm really strict about like business and pleasure. So I think it comes with age and I think it comes with experience. Now for the people that are listening that are, we've gone so far and there may be people who don't know what sugar baby means. How, like if, if on a job description, if someone was like looking at a job site, how would you describe the job of a sugar baby? Pretending to like a man in a dating sense like pretending to date a man and to like him and to stroke his ego and getting mutual benefits. Like he's getting his benefits and you're getting money. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> and it's funny because it's uh, the way, so I mean, again, from your TikToks, you always go, I'm giving the girlfriend experience, you know, because mm-hmm. people are like, wait, is it just sex? And I think you have to understand from what I've picked up from you. Again, all my education on this has come from your TikToks. You have been my schooling on this. But from what I pick up from, at least for, for you, it's the whole girlfriend experience, not necessarily just like you show up, you sleep with them, you leave. It's you go on vacations with them or you text with them or you go watch a movie with them or you go out to dinner with them, right? Yes, yeah. And I've like actually been talking about this a lot because I think there's there's such a nuance to being a sugar baby that's different from being like an escort or 
a hooker or just getting paid to hook up with someone for one night or whatever it is. Like I think, and, and who knows, I could just be classifying this differently, but I think being a sugar baby kind of implies that like you have somewhat of a long-term arrangement. You're keeping in touch with these people. You are kind of dating them quote unquote, but maybe in, in your mind, you have to be able to neglect like the feelings and all of that. They're like maybe involved in a relationship. So I do think being a sugar baby is like extremely more challenging than lots of other different kinds of sex work because, and it, and it could be different for everyone. Like people could have a sugar daddy that's like super easy and he just gives you whatever you want. And you like don't have to try that hard and like great for you. But I do think there's so much like there's this weird border of, needing to get everything you want, like your money and your needs met while also making them not feel like they're used for money. Yeah, that would be like the hardest part. I even know in comedy as a comedian, sometimes when people are like, oh, I want to hire you for a benefit for kids with cancer. And I'm like, okay, great. Here's my price. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, or it's no, like, exactly. We want you to perform for all these dogs that are being abused. And I'm like, okay, great. This is how much you have to pay me to show up. Yeah. So it's so hard. Do, do you have like a set price or do you have like a system of how you bring up money no I also think that's a that's a thing like being a sugar baby too is like I don't I don't have a set price for everything like it goes it's very intuitive for me which is why I don't really try to like teach like nothing on my page is really like teaching girls how to do it or like do what I do because I think every client is so different And that's why I think some people can be sugar babies and some people can't because you have to just like intuitively know, like, is this person going to be mad if I just asked for this amount of money? Should I ask for it later? Am I going to get fucked over if I ask for it now or later? Like, I feel like so many people on my page are like, you need to tell them half up front or else you're not going on the trip. And he needs to mail you like a Visa gift card of like $500. I'm like, that is such a turnoff. He would literally immediately be like, ew, this girl's just trying to milk money out of me and I'm not fucking going on this trip. So it's just like so specific. And also a lot, there's some things for me where I just want to do that. Like I'm going to Europe with this guy who I'm still unclear of if he's a sugar daddy or not. And I'm like, whatever, I'll just ask him for $3,000. And I also get to go to Europe with a guy. And I, I, I like him. Like, I don't want to date him, but like, I like to be around him. So I think it would be fun to do an all expense paid trip to Europe and like not have to pay for anything. And everyone's like, this is your business. Like you need to ask for the money. Like don't get scambled, all this stuff. I'm like, people will always give advice from the sidelines. It happens with me, with my career all the time, you know, unless you're in it, people don't understand, you know, it's so easy to say what people should do unless you're doing it. You don't know. Yeah. And I'm also like, okay, whatever. If I don't get the money and get to go on this trip, like that's still fun for me. Like that's still a cool life I get to live that I wouldn't get to live if I was like, a normal, like having a normal job. So have you ever been scared? Like, have you ever like gone on a sugar baby date with someone like either you don't know or something like that? And it's been a scary situation or is it usually positive? No, which is like so problematic. I feel like I really just haven't had Okay, knock on wood. And also, if anyone's listening, you always have to be safe. She's she's in a great situation. For sure. Yeah. I just have never had a scary thing. I've like I felt off about people, but not in the sense that they're going to like murder me or they're like a cop or something. Like I've definitely been like, mm, I don't want to go on the stage. He seems like he's just going to be a weirdo or he's going to try Wait, to like. Is it illegal? You just said cop. Can you get in trouble? Um, If you're specifically saying like, if he's specifically like, I want to have sex 
how much is your rate? You know what I mean? Right. So there's like weird, there's like weird things. That's what's so crazy that you get like with the acting thing, you could be paid to be in a porn and have sex, but you can't be paid to have sex if it's not being filmed. I know. Isn't that weird? That's so so crazy. It's so crazy and stupid. So yeah, you have to be like really careful with what you're, which is why the term like sugar baby came about because I, I, in all my instances of being sugar baby, have always had a sexual relationship with my sugar daddy. So I think it is implied. So it's, it's difficult when you're like talking about it because I think some girls obviously don't want to have sex with their sugar daddy. So the sugar daddy wants to make sure like, you know, am I going to get sex out of this? So it's like a weird, like teeter totter on like, how much can you really say? And like, am I really going to ask for a specific amount of money? Cause I think that that's, yeah, it's a weird thing. It's a, it's like, a balance to make sure no one gets in trouble. Yeah. Make sure no one gets in trouble. And also make sure no one feels like put off. Right. Like, right. I don't want to feel put off by him not offering a certain amount of money because I have a good intuition that once we're there, he'll give me the money or he's not going to feel put off about me not saying like, I'm going to fuck you. Like, I don't know. So it's just a weird. Yeah. So recently I went on a date with this guy and he had white stuff all around his mouth. Do you know what I'm talking about? When someone's oh, mouth is dry. Yes. And I was just so grossed out. And at the end of the date, he definitely like went in to give me a kiss and I like gave him a hug, you know, because I just like couldn't. My point is, are you ever like in a situation there, you're your sugar daddy and you're there and like you have to sleep with them and you just are so grossed out? Yes, that's definitely been a case for me, for sure. So what do you do? I don't know. I guess depending on the money, you just kind of power through. And <laughs> right. like... Yeah, I, mean, I, was, I was saying it earlier that like in this episode, I've had a lot of jobs, You don't, a lot of jobs you don't want to do. Right. You power yeah. through. <laughs> For sure. I mean, I was at a paint your own pottery store, but it's like the same <laughs> thing. Yeah. You know? It's definitely maybe not the best for your mental health, but I also feel like I've powered through like giving head or like giving a hand job to some guy I was on a date with because I just didn't know what to do. Oh, and totally. It or it's their birthday. You're like, you know. Yeah. Or like you just are tired and don't want to have sex and you're like, fuck. So I'm like, whatever. If I'm making the money, like I don't really care. But how is this type of line of work on your mental health? I always tell girls to make sure they have a reason that they're doing it because I think it can just be so hard if you're just trying to like to make money. But I also think that you shouldn't be doing it like out of survival. I know a lot of girls do it like out of survival and then they're fucked and then they have to, you know, get with this guy because they don't have another way to like make rent, blah, blah, blah. Like that can be so draining on your mental health because then you're forced in situations that you don't want to do. So yeah, there's like a weird, there's a weird, um, like conversation. I think you have to have with yourself about what you can and can't do and don't do things just because it's a lot of money. Like, and I know that there is, will always be a sugar daddy out there for you. Like, even me, (laughs) I'm serious. Like there will always be something that clicks with you. Like whether you just want money for nudes or whether you just want to do FaceTimes or whether you just want to meet for lunch, or if you do want a long-term thing, like, there's a plethora of things like you just have to be willing to, you have to be willing to try stuff out and to just like see what works and see what doesn't and to take the time to actually like 
know your boundaries and know your needs. But yeah, I can't, and to not start like too young. Cause I feel like that fucked me up when I was like really young and doing it and not really knowing what I wanted. And yeah, I bet you that's such a big component. Like I feel like now sugar baby would definitely not be the career for me just cause I can't stand like, mm-hmm. people. No, you know, I'm already social. I don't think I, that could be part of my job, but I, but I do think like I have the mental strength now to do it versus when I was like 23, I would, wouldn't mm-hmm. have the like confidence and strength to say no to things I didn't want to do. Back then yeah. I hooked up exactly. with like such losers because I just had no confidence, you know? And again, that yeah. was not getting paid. That was just because I had no self-esteem, you know? So I think like as you get older and you have more and more confidence, it probably isn't easier on your mental health type job. Yeah, I agree. That's a big one. Like being able to say no, because I feel like a lot of girls think that they have to say yes to things. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Does your family know what you do? Yeah, my pretty much everyone in my family knows, like my sister, my mom, most of my like aunts and shit. I don't know about my dad. This is like always a weird subject. I mean, he has to know. Like, there's no way he doesn't know, but we've never like talked about it. I was living with my ex-boyfriend and he still, my dad thought I was single. Like sometimes dads have a way of just (laughs) not like acknowledging what their daughters are doing. So there's actually a good chance he thinks you're a teacher. So, and in a way you kind of are, you know. Um, Today's episode though is crazy things we do for money. And although being a sugar baby is definitely an eccentric way, but what's like the craziest thing you've had to do or you've not even had to, but that you've done for money? Oh, God. I mean, I, the first sugar daddy I ever had was like, I've told this story so many times, but it's still just so hilarious. It was a couple, it was him and his wife, and they were swingers, and they didn't want to give me money, but were willing to, like, pay for my headshots and pay for, like, my website to, like, do all my acting stuff, and I was like, okay, so I was just, like, continuing to do it, and then they told me that they could take me backstage at SNL. And so I was like, oh my God, that would be such a dream come true. Like Saturday Night Live is my like ultimate goal ever. So then they told me that they wanted to like, because they are swingers, they wanted to involve like other swinger couples. So I'm sitting here waiting to be taken backstage at SNL, just hoping one day they'll be like, oh, here's the date that we're going. I like ask about it all the time. Meanwhile, I'm having these like five some orgies with these random swinger couples that they're like inviting over to their house. I'm just like, oh, and they're literally all like, I don't know, 30s, 40s. I'm like 21 years old. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But yeah, and like every Saturday I would go there until finally they brought me backstage at SNL and then I had to be like, okay, I'm done. Like, <laughs> well, at least you got, you held out till you got to go. Literally, I'm like, I didn't even make money. It, it was worth it. I would do it over again, but it was definitely a crazy experience. Um, but I had to do, yeah, I don't know, a lot of, a lot of weird things for money. I've had to get on fucking plane trains and automobiles to go see guys before when I was just like so broke I'd be like okay I'll take an uber to the train to a bus to go see you in Connecticut for like a thousand dollars because that's gonna pay my rent and I'm like I don't know we'd be in this like rinky dink fucking house in Connecticut and I'd be like oh my god like what am I even doing well at least you're getting paid I've done that for free (laughs) so exactly I know I'm like oh my god 
Palmer, thank you so much for coming on call waiting. I really appreciate it. I know it was weird. I just like texted you out of the blue and I was like, hi, can you come on my podcast? I just, I find your, I find your TikTok so, you're just so captivating. Um, You're so honest. Oh, and if anyone wants to follow Palmer on TikTok, at least while this TikTok's up, again, you know, she keeps having trouble with accounts. But right now, if you want to follow her on TikTok, it's P-A-L-M-A-R-K-E-L-L. Y Y that's two Y's Paul Mark Kelly and Instagram is P A L M W E E Z Y Palmer. Thank you so much. It was so nice talking to you and very informative. I felt I learned a lot. Great. I'm so glad. Thank you guys so much. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. I apologize, Belinda. I did not ask her about how you can sell your feet. I feel like oh. she would have been the correct person. <laughs> she definitely would have known. Damn Isn't it. that whole lifestyle so interesting? Yeah, she was fascinating. Right? And so open. And Yeah, and I yeah. feel like before I started following her, I was pretty close-minded. And then as I like followed her more and more, I was like, oh, it really is very similar to certain acting jobs <laughs> like that you yeah I, like what's the difference of having to be in the woods for seven hours for 25 dollars for 25 dollars <laughs> or going on a date either way you're pretending right. to be in a situation right that it was like very eye-opening on the whole lifestyle totally my whole problem is is kind of like i just don't want to date someone i know good for her for putting up with all these (laughs) men and all these orgies and everything as i'm like i call her back i'm like what's that website (laughs) no no just the orgy one for snl tickets i don't want the orgy i want the snl tickets We have some time. Should we take a few calls? Yeah, let's do it. Let's see some crazy things people have done for money. (laughs) Okay, Robin, we have Marie on the line. Hi, Marie. Hi, Robin. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for coming on Call Waiting. Oh, thanks for having me. So tell us, what is the outrageous thing you have done for money? (laughs) Well, um, I didn't get the money, but what I did (laughs) (laughs) to try to get the money was um, I was 21, so um, a poor college student, and on the local radio station, this was in North Carolina, they have a slow wrestling competition every year, and the winner gets $1,000. Wait, a, a what a what wrestling? A coleslaw. A coleslaw. Like, like like the condiment? Like, you know, the thing you put on like yeah, a like, hamburger or a hot dog or what? Yes. Okay. Yeah, slow, you put, like the cabbage and the mayonnaise stuff. Yes, okay. <laughs> it's like a, imagine the normal so is that wrestling like, ring. So that was in a ring, coleslaw, and two people wrestling it? Yes, in a okay. bikini. <laughs> oh my God, I that. found my calling. Please tell me they still do this. Where Where do I sign up? <laughs> So I did look it up. Um, so I did it in 2001. And I think the final year they've had it was in 2007. So I'm afraid you've missed it. 
You know what, Marie? We're going to bring it back. <laughs> Although I know me, the referee will be like, on your mark, good set, go. And then I'll get distracted and just start eating. <laughs> the other contestants going to be like, uh. <laughs> No, you won't. It's absolutely horrible. Okay, so so you got so tell me how it went down with you. Okay. So I um, didn't know anything about wrestling. No. Had I wrestled before? No. But was 100% sure I could win? Uh, yes. So I signed up. <laughs> And they emailed me and they said, um, oh, sorry, we um, it's all full now, um, but we'll put you on a reserve list. And so then I was like, oh, maybe I dodged a bullet there. I might be fine. And then they called back like, the next day and they were like, oh, someone dropped out. Could you fill in? <laughs> we see you tomorrow at five. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll be there. And so it was held at this nightclub. So I got there and I was sitting in the parking lot and there were like, a lot of big women showing up yeah and i was i was um i'm tall but i was quite skinny yeah and i was like oh my gosh i think one woman i thought she was mrs trenchbolt <laughs> and i was like i said oh no this is bad so i called my roommate and i was like oh no i think i've made a huge mistake like i can't do this i can't go in i'm gonna like I don't think I'm going to come out here alive. And she was like, oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Just go on in. I think she just wanted to see me make a fool out of myself and take pictures. <laughs> I would encourage every one of my friends to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She was, I was hoping for her to say, no, it's okay, Marie. Just come back home. And she was like, oh, no, get in there. You've already drove that far. Just go on in there. So I went in there. And then they match you up with somebody in your weight class. But there was nobody in my weight class. So the closest one was like 30 pounds heavier than me. And then we were the lightest people. And so we went out first and it's like, um, so it's a big wrestling ring. And then there's like a foot of coleslaw. And <laughs> so, so you walk, you walk out in your bikini and there's loads of people there. I think the last one had like 3000 people there, but I don't think there was that many when I did it. Maybe like 800. Oh my God. Know. It's still only 800. Okay. I was just trying not to look. I was like, oh, God, don't look at anyone. Just look at the slaw. Focus on the slaw. So then we get in, and it's just, like, so slippery. And then the other person, they're slippery. So you can't grab them, and you can barely stand up. So you're just, like, flying around. Coleslaw's flying everywhere. <laughs> it's, in, it's in my eyes. I can't see anything. And it felt like I was in there, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. And they, like, blew, they blew the whistle. I think they were, like, two-minute sessions. And I was like, whew. And so somebody ushered me, like, to the corner. Somebody was, like, telling me off like I was rocky. <laughs> like, wiping my face. Yeah, you're wiping the mayo off your back, your forehead. <laughs> They're like, oh, wow, she's sweaty. Nope, that's mayo. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I can't see. I can't see. <laughs> like, dabbing my eyes because there was mayonnaise in them. <laughs> and then they, like, shoved me back out there. I was like, oh, no, I don't want to go again. And then the whole time I was thinking, oh, my gosh, if I win this to get the $1,000, you have to wrestle three more times. Oh, my. So, wait, you, win, you have to win three times to get the 1000 Yeah, so it's four rounds. And I thought I just had to win one. <laughs> That's why I signed up. <laughs> but, no, you had to win, like, all – you had to win four in total, basically. Did you win any? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't see again. So I was like, I'm, I'm, I can't go on any longer. So I just laid down. In the Got snow. a fork. 
<laughs> admitted defeat and then uh so it was it was over finally oh my I got god a t-shirt, <laughs> t-shirt. <laughs> so no money but you got a t-shirt you know what that's payday for someone but they didn't even give us like showers to wash off in i had to go in the parking lot outside and spray myself down with a hose <laughs> you could have gotten money had people watch that that that's people would buy tickets for that well, no that's what people are like driving past and like <laughs> beeping it was oh so my embarrassing gosh. this was hilarious um i have to say <laughs> out you. of everything i've heard today this was the greatest thing what someone's done for money <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should put it on the door. You could, uh, I should uh, put it on the door. Law. My next goal to, <laughs> yeah. to wrestle in coleslaw. Well, thank you there so you much for coming on Call Waiting. It was so nice talking to oh, you. Thanks for having me. All right, bye. All right. Do you know in college, oh I was obsessed with going to people, let's wrestle, let's wrestle. Do you wrestle? No, but I <laughs> drank a lot. And so there was this girl, same because in college, junior, senior year, I was super thin. And there was this girl who was about double my size, but she wasn't like overweight. She was just mass. Like, do you know what I mean? She was like mm-hmm. strong. Dense. And yes, yes. <laughs> and so we're at a party and I was like, let's wrestle, let's wrestle. And she's like, Robin, no. I'm like, come on, let's wrestle. So she's like, okay. So everyone like made a circle <laughs> and she picks me up, body slammed <gasps> me and then sat on my head. Oh. And so then- Are you allowed to do that in wrestling? <laughs> no, but she's not a wrestler either. And so then, my, like, all you could see were like my little legs, like oh like I was like uh, what, the Wizard of Oz, the witch. You know, <laughs> the legs are just out of the house, right? So then my friend Rebecca and Christina were like, "Oh no, we can't let Robin go down like this." So then they ran out, had to lift this girl off to me, and then they slammed her on the ground, and I was just like laying there. Like, <laughs> Those are good friends. Yeah, especially because I deserved it. Like I was the one who said, "Let's wrestle." Why? Yeah. Why would you I was do hoping that? they'd have coleslaw. <laughs> the coleslaw brings up a lot of questions. <laughs> I know. I know. It was funny. There was actually almost too many questions that I didn't dive into it. I know. I'm going to have to like process that one for a while. I actually want us to host our own. We I should... love coleslaw. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. All right, let's do another call. Okay, Robin. Yeah. We have a special call. Security is on the line. Security? <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hi, Security. So, welcome to Call Waiting. Thank you for calling in. Of course. I, I heard that the topic about jobs, weird jobs for money. So, I thought I'd call. Okay. What is the weirdest job you've had? Well, I've had multiple uh, because I work for my sister. And, um, <laughs> okay, let's just first start with the first one. I have to answer calls on a podcast <laughs> using a very complicated system that people go to school for and training Guys, for. People don't know. So this is what happens when we open up the lines. We, we put the, the people at Betches on our very first time here, put a computer in front of security. And they're like, people are going to call. This column is their number. They have a minute to leave a message of what their call's about. You're going to read it while Robin is talking to you. And then you're going to pick one. And then you're going to answer. Tell them to wait one second and then you're going to put them through and security was like i've never done this before that's why if you ever called in and security drops your calls it's because <laughs> he's actually running the soundboard we don't have someone it's security 
<laughs> and for, for Rob, that's just one of the many jobs. What do you think is the craziest thing I've asked you to do? Uh, well, I, I think it's to be a security when I've had no training at anywhere. Just being a security. <laughs> okay, fine. That's pretty weird. I've also had to walk around Manhattan following my sister dressed up in weird costumes. <laughs> Filming. Filming. <laughs> and then someone filmed you filming me as Kim Kardashian, and then Kim Kardashian posted it, posted you on our Instagram the most, stories. The most unflattering <laughs> picture ever. Okay, yeah, that's pretty bad. What else? <laughs> um. Well, also, I have to do tech, sound, video, and be a roadie <laughs> for multiple comedy shows. Again, with no training. <laughs> Guys, we show up at every comedy club. Now, at my live shows, if you haven't been, I show videos. There's music. There's lights. We go to each venue. Like We've never been to the venue before. And then we put security in the sound booth. And within minutes, he has to learn their entire system and run all the tech for the shows. And if he messes up afterwards, I go, security, how did you miss that, <laughs> that lighting cue? Now, let, let's just say this. We still have on November 5th, we have Town Hall, which is a huge theater in the middle of New York City, right in Times Square, that I have to learn an entire thing for. Yeah, are you nervous about that? Because I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> Guys, Town Hall is a huge Broadway theater. It's 1,500 seats. We have our first tech one hour before seating. Okay. And again, and we're adding stuff that we've never done to any other shows. I was just about to say, we're adding stuff that we've never done before in an hour. If this calls you asking for a raise, the answer is no. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. This was a great call. Thanks for calling. Oh, thank you. I love listening to your show, Robin. Do you listen? Every Thursday. No, I know you do. On Thursdays, I listen. I know, because usually I wake up to to text from you and text from Belinda with your review of the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Well, thanks for calling. (laughs) Goodbye. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Bye. He really does have to. I mean, that's so impressive. I know. He does everything. Everything. (laughs) You know how all these celebrities, when they're getting canceled, a lot of times, like, their staff comes out and is like, so-and-so is an asshole or so-and-so is a bitch. Yeah. That that comes out, since I only have one employee, we know who leaked it. (laughs) We know who leaked it to the press. I want to thank Palmer Kelly for coming on and talking to us today and to our other calls. I don't know if I should thank security. That's more like a complaint. (laughs) Was he really calling in to say the weird things he did or was he complaining? I think that sounded like an HR complaint. (laughs) He's like calling in to Betch's studio for HR and I intercepted it. But really, thank you, everyone. If you ever want to call in, make sure you follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Robin Shaw Comic, and then you could find out the topic every week. So for our end segment today, Belinda, what do you have for us? Okay, so um, this is like bringing us back to our childhood. Me and my girlfriends used to play this game called Lemon. Do you know what this is? Yes. Okay, great. So for the listeners, if you don't know, Lemon is a game where you list four girls, four guys, Four body parts, 
and four things you can do with a lemon. And then you give me a bunch of numbers and we put it all together and see who's doing who, doing what to what body part with them. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> it makes sense to me because I know the game. So again, so I'm going to list four girls, four guys, four body parts, four things, lemon. And then she's going to say, like, give an order one to four. And let's say I say one, two, three, four. On the list of guys, she'll put one, two, three, four. And then she'll say, give me a list of one to four again. And I'll go four, three, two, one. And she'll put four, three, two, one next to the girls. And then wherever the one, 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 one is, she'll make a love story out right. of it. I feel like you said that so much better than I did. <laughs> I mean, I'm a professional. Right. This is this is my job. Okay. All right. So I got to take some notes. So first, um, I'm going to write down, give me four girls. Four girls. Robin, Belinda, Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, welcome Oprah. She's here tonight. Uh, Oprah and Snooki. Oh, okay. All right. Now give me four guys. Fabio. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you don't know who Fabio is. He was, uh, he did like the covers to romance novels back in the 80s and 90s. He was and a model. Robin has about 10 cutouts of him, <laughs> cardboard cutouts in her I closet. Do. do you know, I don't know why. Like, I don't know where the first one came from, but it's here or there. Okay. Fabio, Frank. Okay. Danny DeVito, Tom Hanks. Okay. Good. Um, now give me four body parts. Penis, boobs, elbow, foot. Okay. And now last four things you can do with or to a lemon. Okay. <laughs> Squeeze a lemon, lick a lemon, suck a lemon, bounce a lemon. <laughs> okay. Do lemons bounce? I like sure. Um, bounce and flop a lemon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, all right. So now the first set, give me a random order of numbers one through four. So again, I'm going to give her an order and then she's going to put that order next to whatever the girls or whatever. Okay. So two, three, one, four. Okay. Now do the same again for the guys. Three, one, two, four. Okay. Now for the body parts. Two, one, four, three. And now for the things to do with a lemon. One, four, three, two. Okay. So now I'm going to do Read all the these ones. love stories. Okay, these are love Should stories. Should we have romantic music playing underneath? Yeah. What song do you want? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Someone Give us some romantic tunes. Some tune. like smooth jazz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Robin, Oprah, and Frank. Wait, hold on. What? Wait. Oh, Oprah and Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Are you confused? I forgot what we were playing. <laughs> like, what These are Oprah the love stories okay. we created. All right, so Oprah and Frank. Oprah and Frank went on a lovely date, and Frank squeezed Oprah's boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Oprah. I'm sorry, Frank. <laughs> I don't think either consented to this. <laughs> Okay, well, it didn't work out, but they had a lovely evening. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Robin. Yeah. Ooh, you bounced Danny DeVito's penis. 
<laughs> bounced and flopped. Bounced and flopped. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. You bounced and flopped Danny DeVito's penis. That is so something I would do. That is so vivid. I have no clue what to do with a penis. Like, bounce and flop, baby. Bounce and flop. Bounce and flop. Damn. That might be the best one. All right. Let's see. Um, okay. Next. Ooh. Belinda sucked Fabio's feet. <laughs> Unless you're into that, then that's great. <laughs> yeah, then that's great. But also interesting that I got oh, the feet interesting you got the, Why don't we do it that he sucked your oh, feet? Oh, he sucked. Uh, and we got paid for it. And you're it. the sugar baby. <laughs> and it was on Feet Finder and we both made a lot of money from Full it. circle. <laughs> love it. Love it. And in conclusion. And in conclusion, Tom Hanks licked Snooky's elbow. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant game. Amazing game. <laughs> Thank you, Belinda, so much for coming on Colby. My pleasure. I love to be here. Uh, I would like to also thank our guest, Palmer Kelly, and our calls today, minus security. But uh, <laughs> if you ever want to find out, you know, what topic is, make sure you follow me on Instagram. I love talking to you guys. This podcast makes me so happy. And thank you again, everyone who's come out to the shows on tour. I have another tour getting planned as we speak for 2024. So get excited and I will see you New Yorkers on Sunday. This is very exciting. Look in the balcony. You'll see Belinda yes, there. I can't wait. <laughs> Look in the sound booth. You'll see security there. <laughs> All right. Got, oh, we have another call. Call Waiting is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Basilio Perez and Jorge Morales Pico. Guest booking by Ali Freelander. Be sure to follow me at Robin Shaw Comic on Instagram and TikTok to find out our next topic and learn when to call each week. And give me a ring at 720-72-ROBIN. That's 720-727-6296. Betches.